Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy Milo here with Wednesday's edition of episode 14. We got KDOT on the show today with an interview. Uh, KDOT is a student of clinical psychology. Now, before we get started, we do have a disclaimer uh, just to make sure that everybody's covered and that we're clear that today's episode is just a conversation about our experiences uh, with therapy, with anxiety, with uh, stress, and just kind of some of the things that we do in order to cope. So uh, enjoy the episode and thanks for listening. First and foremost, it's it's necessary to make a disclosure that my experience, of course, with clinical psychology and as a clinical psychologist in training who doesn't yet have her doctorate is not absolute nor representative of others' experiences doing therapy or being in their own therapy. All right. So welcome to the pod, K-Dot. Uh, so why don't you tell us what it is that you're going to school for? Yes. So I am a doctoral student um, who is studying clinical psychology down in Southern California. Um, I am getting an emphasis in multicultural psychology. Um, so I am emphasizing on working, well, for me specifically, and emphasizing and working with Black, Brown, Indigenous communities, and especially like queer people of color, um, those in the LGBTQIA plus community. And so um, that's kind of like my emphasis specialization, or I guess pending specialization area, but that's that's what I'm working towards. So being a clinical psychologist and a, a therapist. So you've listened to like a couple of, of episodes we were talking about uh, of, of the podcast before, we were talking before, like uh, scale of one to 10, like how hard do you think it's going to be to like fix us? Oh my God. I'm not going to do that. That's actually like <laughs> I can't say anything about my family. <laughs> I can't do therapy uh, on my family. <laughs> okay so maybe the serious question the serious question that i did want to ask is um so like what or who influenced your decision to get into um clinical psychology to like start studying this because what i'm like the funny side of it i guess i'm thinking like you grew up with just like a house full of like crack ups and nuts dude and you're just like i need to to do something to fix this (laughs) (laughs) yeah specifically my dad chicken (laughs) (laughs) i know he's gonna listen to this patient zero (laughs) (laughs) no um no that's a great question honestly um what or who influenced your decision um I don't really know if anyone in particular or anything in particular got me into it. Um, Actually how it happened is, so I went to undergrad and I wanted to, um, (laughs) I wanted to go into medical school and do like neuro, become a neurosurgeon, like actually. Like work on people's brains? That was actually, what's that? Like work on people's brains, like brain surgery, that whole like, that whole thing. Yeah, like the whole, yeah, that entire thing. And then oh, it was really hard, like go figure, right? <laughs> and then, and then um, I tried out teaching for a bit, but this whole time, like I had a minor in, in psychology and I found out that if I wanted to get my teaching cert, I'd have to take an extra like year and a half. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't want to do that. And yeah, so I yeah. actually just changed my um, minor to my major, which was psychology. And then I realized that, um, you cannot do anything with a bachelor's in psychology. I was going to say, when, when I heard that you were doing that, 
I was kind of nervous for you because it was yes. like the stigma of like going to college and you talk to people like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm an art major. Okay, you're never going to make any money. Oh, I'm going to be, okay, you're never going to make any money. Oh, I'm a psychologist. Okay, you're just, you just don't want to work, right? Like, <laughs> sorry, no. sorry, I didn't like not, like, oh my but God. that really is like what people would say. Like people would say it all the time. Yeah. Like, I know so many people with psychology degrees that are like working at like, you know, as a CPA or something like that. And like, dude, the heck was that but yeah but yeah, yeah sorry no. sorry go ahead go ahead no no no, no. But that's, like, that's real like you really can't do anything you can't make a, a living I mean you can't make a living off of like a lot of things like we could that could be a separate podcast but like legit like you cannot do anything with a bachelor's in psychology and so I kind of find that found that out like later than you know, probably what I would have liked to but then my my advisor was like well you can go get your master's and do something with that or you can just go and get your doctorate and I was like fuck it okay I guess I'm gonna go get my doctorate like all in yeah Mm. all in yeah and so then I feel like it kind of like it kind of made sense like going in because then like also like in undergrad that was the first time that I went to therapy too Mm -hmm. and so like from my own experiences like what I missed out on like from my therapists in undergrad like both in the school and then also like in the greater community in Spokane, of course, like uh-huh. it, it was not like helpful or supportive at all. And really, really racist. Like, so <laughs> okay. yeah. it, it, it was like, yeah, it was gnarly. And so I was like, no, like if this is what I'm going to do, like I'm going to like be a supportive therapist who is not racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah well, well, what made you want to be a neurosurgeon? Like what, what set that off? Like what was the whole you know well the I had always been interested like in the brain and the mind and so I wanted to do something with that and I was like very like biology math focused like in high school Mm -hmm. I took like AP bio all that kind of stuff and um I don't know I feel like I was kind of setting myself up to go to medical school like that was my thought Mm -hmm. um but I remember they had an AP psychology class like uh in high school and I was like oh dang I kind of want to take that but then I didn't for whatever reason and mm. so I kind of revisited it when I was at Gonzaga and so it was oh lit. nice okay cool <laughs> yeah you man to you yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah okay uh next I guess well so maybe or like it, so that kind of seems like that was something that you're interested in like you're saying like that was mm-hmm. one of the classes or the courses that they offered in high school and you were just mm-hmm. like kind of sparked your like interest a little bit like at, growing up were you um because I know like for me and for like people that I grew up around um like therapy um especially when it came to like mental therapy like mental health and stuff like that psychology it was it was something that was just kind of like hush hush something that we definitely mm-hmm. like didn't talk about um was that kind of the same thing that you like experienced or i imagine like growing up because you grew up in seattle right other side mm-hmm. of the uh, other state we grew up here in the valley like yeah i imagine that maybe you had like a few more friends who like you know saw therapists who did something like that growing up did was what was your experience like that like growing up yeah no that's like um not necessarily anything like in in our immediate family definitely not it was not something that you would do mm-hmm. I don't think I and it's understandable like why there's so much discomfort with like therapists and like psychology as a field like let alone like healthcare in general but like 
I think I had one friend who went to therapy for like, um, uh, for, for an eating disorder, but that was kind of the extent of my experience with individuals and, and therapy and so on. Cause like, even myself, like, I remember like being very much against like therapy, like when I was really growing up, cause I mm-hmm. thought it was like, I mean, the whole stigma, like it's, it's shameful. It's not something that you go do. Like why, like tell somebody like a complete stranger, like all your problems. And like, I mean, really kind of, I mean, you're trusting them with that info. Right. Right. And like, Mm -hmm. especially if you are an individual who has experienced like any type of like mistrust or like harm, like discrimination, trauma, et cetera, et cetera. Like, of course, you're not going to want to like sit in a room, like alone with somebody and be like, Oh, Hey, like, like, I'm super depressed. Like, uh, (laughs) what do I do with that? Like, right. Like you're not going to want to do that. No. Um, so I think, like I said, it's, it's totally understandable. Um, and like, I, I definitely felt that way myself, like growing up. So not necessarily, um, something that I grew up with at all, um, in terms of of it being seen as like positive or anything like that. I think there's been a huge shift like since then, maybe like over the years. Nowadays, it seems like it's a lot more, and it's a good thing. It's a lot, it's a topic that a lot more people are talking about. I mean, like we're on a podcast talking about it, like, you know, in past episodes, we've talked about dealing with like stress and anxiety and, you know, things that we do to kind of take care of ourselves and like making sure that like our mental state is like in a, in a good place, but it was never something that you would talk about growing up. And uh, like, I think like what you're saying, like, you know, cause the, the distrust, like experiencing distrust, experiencing harm, experiencing trauma, experiencing things where you don't really trust a lot of people other than your close, like knit mm-hmm. circle of friends and family. And even then, like, you know, growing up as a kid, you experience so many things of distrust. You tell somebody something in confidence and now the whole playground knows, you know, mm-hmm. you tell somebody or you tell your mom or something, or not, not necessarily your mom, or you tell like a family member something that, that, again, in confidence, and now, you know, the whole family knows that you have an issue, or that something's going on, and you don't want to do that, so yeah. culturally, I think for, for like, us, and, and, and um, people that we grew up around, like, definitely, it was something that, that it was just tough, like, you, you don't think that, that, oh, there is somebody that I can talk to, and, and tell things to, uh, did you, well, I guess, did, have, did you, have you ever, um, have you ever, like, spoken to, like, a counselor? Did you ever, like, do something that when, like, that when you were younger, like, even in school or anything? Not when I was younger, not literally until I went, <laughs> I went to, to undergrad. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, the first time that I went and I saw a therapist, um, was in, like, 2015 and I was like really struggling like I remember like setting the stage if you will (laughs) um I like uh like I was really struggling with like the adjustment like to undergrad like living alone and then I remember I also like I was really struggling with um because I went to Gonzaga for running like for all things right and like it was really really hard and I struggled and I actually quit like very early because it was way too difficult and I, my grades were really low. I was struggling with like people there, like in terms of like, 
what they were like, like at Gonzaga, like it was a very different demographic than what I was really What you're used, used to, to coming from Seattle. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, and like, it was just, definitely. it was a lot. And like, I, I was absolutely like, so depressed. Like I was so sad. Like I was sleeping probably like 16, 20 hours, like out of the day, okay. like I couldn't get out of bed. Like it was awful. Yeah um and that lasted for for quite some time like amongst other things but like uh yeah I that was the first time that I went to a therapist because I was I was really struggling and like I think lots of people like noticed it like I I came to the point where I remember coming home and I was like I told my mom I was like I'm gonna quit school and she was like what I was like yeah I'm just gonna drop out and she was like (laughs) what are you serious um but yeah so that was that was like the first time um I went and then I've kind of been like on and off seeing different therapists like ever since then just kind of like as I go through and kind of like find other things that like I see myself like having difficulties with like struggling with um I've been to all sorts of different therapists with like practicing different types of therapy um but uh but yeah so was there somebody that you like kind of confided in because I know I've struggled with school and stuff like that as well and I guess the closest person I could t- I could talk to was my mom, but uh, she also kind of like told me like, you should really go talk to somebody. You should really kind of get these things out of the way. And like, just mm-hmm. if you don't have your friends to do it, try to f- talk to somebody. But it was there anybody that, I mean, you had to mention these struggles to someone that you confided in. And did they also l- tell you like, maybe you should go see a therapist or was that already kind of, I know you probably weren't already going mm-hmm. towards your, um, your therapy stuff yeah you're still probably doing neuro uh surgeon stuff but uh was there somebody that kind of put you in that road to try to see somebody or was it just you just like you're like i need to talk to somebody yeah no it well it was a combination of like me and then also it was interesting because it was like a combination of me and then also like my my uh boyfriend at the time mm-hmm. um and then uh like what we were going through and then also kind of like I think that's when I started like my psychology minor things and so I remember taking a class and I oh. looked at something and I was like oh bro this is literally me like I need to talk to somebody <laughs> like, <laughs> like legit like so it was a, it was a combination of things right it like it really was yeah it i really can see was. the example in the book like uh Jen, jenny oh, has this problem this probably oh totally damn. Been this is hidden base yeah. yeah okay totally yeah been. but i i will say i mean it was really hard like i think i really struggled for like a year two let's see so i graduated in in 2013 from high school so I think I was probably struggling for like a year and a half, maybe almost two years before I actually sought out some help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a long process, yeah. like for sure. It definitely is. Yeah, I man, I, I going to going to college. It, it for any like young people, like any college age people that are that listen to it, it's such a hard thing. It's mm-hmm. such a hard thing, and there's always like things you see around campus, especially like around this time there's like the seasonal affect disorder was it like mm-hmm. sad that's like like a real a real like issue that people have because people will stay in their dorms you know the sun's not out we don't get a lot of like exercise we don't get out and do anything and like your physical health struggles your mental health struggles and then mm-hmm. 
like now you just find yourself in the spiral that is so hard to get out of. And so college, like, I mean, it's so difficult to, to, to navigate through educationally and like on the homework side, yeah. but on the social side, on the emotional mm-hmm. side, like it's such, such a like difficult thing, but that's funny that you say like reading through one of the like psychology <laughs> books, dude, that happened to me. Same thing. We uh, like going it's through real. like, edu- it's yeah. Real. <laughs> yeah, going through the education program, we had to take like a couple like uh, mm-hmm. childhood psychology, like courses, um, yeah. to, like understand like a few things and just reading through stuff I'm like, man, this explains so much. <laughs> <laughs> this is what they were trying to do yeah. to me in second and third grade. Like, <laughs> So while you were at school, like going and seeing, um, like that, you're saying that was like the first time you're like experiencing therapy. Um, mm-hmm. What were some other things that you were kind of doing uh, that you were trying or like experimenting with to like try? Was there anything else that you were trying to do to like get through? Like, like what were you doing before then to like get through like tough times? Were you just like, like <laughs> chugging it out or, you know, or like just kind of like, oh, okay, I'm just going to like bear down and like get through this. Like, you know, like what were some of the things you were doing? Yeah, I like laugh because I do really think that like, I I kind of like, I'm kind of starting to look back like through my childhood with my current therapist right now and seeing like how things have like came to be as as they are now. Um, And I feel like probably a big, a big, like stress relief, like place I could get out a lot of maybe energy and like, honestly, anger too was through sports and like competition. I mean, I was doing sports. Yeah, yeah, I was doing, I was running, I was uh, playing soccer, I was doing all the things. And then I all of a sudden stopped and like, you know, in undergrad, and that was like huge for me. Um, Had never done, like gone like, more than maybe a few weeks without sports in general before mm-hmm. um but probably that and then I mean when I was younger I don't even know like uh, I guess I, I talk to friends like sometimes um but I've always kind of been like more isolated in a way right mm-hmm. like not necessarily opening up to I mean even my parents mm-hmm. or or my brother or like a lot of my friends mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, honestly, I probably, I don't think I was actually doing a whole lot except for playing sports, you know, and trying to hydrate, eat right, like whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, I think that's like, that was a big thing for me too. That was like a big reason for playing sports because like you get your exercise in, you get your, uh, you know like your frustrations out like you have to like overcome obstacles you have to deal with like problems and adversity and like all of that kind of deal and at the same time you're kind of it's can be like a little bit of a distraction so Mm -hmm. I think up until like recently that's been the way that I was dealing with with issues that's daily that was the way that I would deal with with like going through tough stuff which is just distraction or like, mm-hmm. you know, like running, like getting away from the problem and forgetting about it um, in like a number of different ways, like literally like running away, like I'm going to leave town for like, and go like visit somebody, you know, or I'm going to like go hang out with friends and just not deal with this thing. Or uh, I'm going to go to the bar and have a couple of drinks and like, mm-hmm. hopefully like, you know, that'll be the way that we deal with things. And that's kind of the way that I feel a lot of people 
deal with issues. And I think for like some issues, maybe like little things that works for some people, but for me, and, and there's definitely been times like for like little issues, you know, maybe just like kind of arguments or just something that I'm really stressed out about that that works, like just kind of distracting, get away from the problem and come back and you have like a whole new perspective on it. But there's definitely been things that like, man, like it's just going to be there like when I come back. Uh, but that's kind of like, mm-hmm. not, I guess, like really good at distracting myself from it. And that was probably like my main thing. What about you? Yeah, dude, like uh, I was just when you said that, when you said like as far as the distractions, and everything. Um, yeah, I mean, I know I was working a lot and I was that was also when I was playing basketball a lot because over at Seattle U, I worked um, at Seattle U as a cook and then. I would get off early enough to be able to go play noon ball from 11 to like two or three sometimes. Then I would go back home and then I would work at the bar, which is like from like five to like two in the morning. Mm-hmm. So totally distractions. Like, and I liked it. It was like keeping me busy. I felt good. And I felt like getting my work in, getting my workout in, getting money at the same time. And just being mm-hmm. like, you know, kind of around friends because I'm at work. I'm with people that I can mess around with too. I'm at the basketball court where everybody just loves the ball, you know, just like, I mean, you can like, that's like another thing as far as like, like posting up on people that like you just get um, another frustration <laughs> out like that. Just, it's just, just like, body crepes. Oh, yeah, dude, yeah. I know. You're going to check somebody on the court. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you just feel good. You know, like, you just that get like that. <laughs> that elbow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like that. And then also going to the bar and kind of like, having your mm-hmm. you know having these rowdy ass like little drunk people you can like not toss around but you just kind of like talk down to sometimes you know yeah, yeah. So that was like another little you know <laughs> oh, yeah. thing, like you know but that was like that was pretty dope so i mean now with everything yeah. going on and not being able to like have that much activity i now i definitely see like it's definitely gone worse since march just because everything shut down i work at a college and i worked at the bar which is like a restaurant so that's not going very well the college is barely like keeping like there, you know? And even then that's only like, even though it was like eight hours a day, I was used to doing stuff like 14 to 17 hours a day, you know? Now it's just like, mm-hmm. like how you said, it's like at a stance, like at a stop, like when you stop yeah. playing sports. All, all those that. distractions are taken away yeah. from everybody now because we can't oh, yeah. go to the bar and like do that. We can't like go and see our friends like as much as we want to. Yeah. We can't, you know, do a lot of the things that we were doing. So like mm-hmm. it, uh, I feel like this year has brought up a lot of a lot of issues because people are home and they got to face their problems. They can't run away from you it. Like we got to yeah. we got to be there. So have mm-hmm. in your schooling it has you know like your teachers, your professors, the therapists that you talk to or work with um, or work under uh, study with uh, are is there a big emphasis being put on? Um, like what's gone on this year or have people like is has the way or what you guys are learning what you guys are going through has any of that changed just because of you know the kind of situation that we're in now you know um in terms of like the curriculum like specific to our degree Mm -hmm. i can't say um because i'm actually i actually finished like the academic stuff like Mm -hmm. in in this last like april so um but there has been like kind of a general like notion of the of the of course like the impact of a global pandemic right right because i think there's 
been an acknowledgement of just the diversity of experiences people can have like right I mean like, like anxiety depression like hopelessness like kind of almost like re-triggering of like traumatic experiences like that sense of like feeling powerless and out of control like you can't fix certain things you can't resolve certain things I mean all of that has absolutely been exacerbated over the last year um and so so like I said not necessarily anything that has changed inherent to the curriculum though I do know there have been like email notifications I mean the school in general has kind of like adopted like this you know um kind of like I guess conceptualization I put in air quotes about the pandemic or like what right. it could what kind of impacts it could have, it could like, have. on people mm -hmm. And yeah. because this is probably like the first time that anybody on earth now is is kind of dealing with this it's probably like a lot of learning you know that that you guys are going through that your professors are going through and i think as a society like we still there's still a lot of things that we haven't like processed yet things that are issues that are going to come up that we we still just we don't know because we you don't know what you don't know right like i don't know if that like makes sense but we we just never gone through this before so yeah. until we're at the end of it we're not really going to have like a good grasp on what the effects are you know long term for a lot of the a lot of the kids that are going through it a lot of the adults you know a lot of the teenagers and stuff like that what what effects long term are are going to be but that's good that you guys um because i imagine there's like definitely like some good conversation going on like amongst you and like you know, your uh, colleagues or most you and like your cohort, like people that like you're talking about, just kind of um, a lot of things coming to the forefront. And I'm glad that uh, society, I'm glad that a lot of people now are uh, a lot of podcasts, a lot of celebrities are coming out and talking about, you know, issues that they're dealing with, because um, now is definitely the time for it. Now's the time, like I said, like we can't distract ourselves. So we, mm -hmm. we need those outlets and we need to be able to talk. So um so yeah i'm glad that i'm glad that we're doing this this is uh this is definitely going to be good mm. i i think yeah it's definitely yeah. going to be a good thing yeah i am too and like i think kind of going back to that like it definitely there definitely is like an emphasis on how i mean we really are like not even it's not even like a, a requirement i mean the thing that we're doing right now is just surviving yeah like really and and that's that's like more than enough like if <laughs> oh, you are just surviving <laughs> mm. and I feel like because a lot of people at least what I've noticed and I mean I experience it like myself um is being really hard on ourselves for trying to act like there isn't a pandemic going on mm. right like not acknowledging like how difficult this is yeah and how difficult it is to just be living in general right now. <laughs> yeah, really. Like truthfully, like truthfully with everything yeah. going on, like, yeah. oh my God, like today, like in DC, like what? Oh, like on top gosh. of a global pandemic, like y'all need to chill. Like what the and... fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck, fuck y'all? Like... <laughs> let's, let's relax her a little bit. Can't we just like watch like SpongeBob or something for a couple yes. of weeks? Oh. <laughs> and chill, jeez. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but see like, and, and like, I still feel like it's so wild because I mean, I even experienced it myself, but like there's such a, 
an expectation that we hold to ourselves to like act as if none of that's happening right which it's like it's impossible to not because it's Mm -hmm. gonna absolutely impact us all to a different extent right um so yeah just like understanding that you are doing more than enough by just surviving right now (laughs) and just living like eating hydrating like (laughs) (laughs) brushing your teeth I mean my god somehow finding a way to make it to work (laughs) not even like working is like overachieving status like you know what I mean like thank you (laughs) (laughs) it is it totally is and like it's it's like so necessary to like be so kind to ourselves like we're the only like little vessel we get for like (laughs) figuring it out like in this realm of reality on Mm -hmm. this like planet however you want to put it yeah for sure like for sure that's definitely been one of the messages that we've tried to like give out (laughs) is like you know like that self-care like point that self-care point like you got to take care of yourself like first and foremost but mm-hmm. but I'm glad that we get like surviving is thank you for saying yeah it's just enough yes. because like now when <laughs> now when I call in sick tomorrow and just like stay home and play Call of Duty like you know <laughs> yeah you were yeah, this surviving. is where this is the disclaimer this is the disclaimer yeah. this is where the disclaimer came in <laughs> yeah, cite the disclaimer cite the disclaimer <laughs> like we'll cut it we'll add it in right here one more time just to make sure that we're, we're still learning <laughs> this is in no way fact but um that may or may not happen tomorrow <laughs> and i'm gonna feel good about myself because i made it yeah heck yeah <laughs> yeah like how like how you're saying uh i mean just doing just the basic stuff is basically like what we can kind of just ask ourselves at this mm-hmm. point like i i'm and you said like how you kind of had high um put yourself at a certain standard like in a pandemic which is kind of crazy like i'm kind of going through that now like uh, I've had the last month off and usually it happens because school's out, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're done. You're off for a little, or you were off for a little bit. Yeah, school back to done. Now, yeah. Yeah. So I go back on next Friday, but this whole time, probably the last two weeks, I've been like rethinking of what I'm doing. I was like, I need to do more. I need to like, I'm thinking about going back to school. I'm thinking about like going to do, finding another job right now, like just to do this. But then when you put it in that perspective, like it's just, I. Uh, I need to try to just calm down and just think of like, yo, like this really is going down. Like it's a pandemic is going down. Just do what you can do for this moment. Like there's a uh, like little sets that are being put in place as far as like, I think I'm worried about money for right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, even though I'm not doing anything, I still have money, but that's just in the back of my head. Like, yo, do I have enough? Like, what if this happens? And it's just like the thought of everything is just like, maybe rent or maybe next meal and you know maybe help out a family member like it kind of it sucks at this point just because i don't know I'm, i feel stagnant and i don't feel like i'm doing anything but now i want to do more than i probably be shooting should be doing right now because of the pandemic so i'm glad you kind of said that right now because now i'm just like okay i need to chill out this is going on like celebrate the things that you've like exactly celebrate yeah. like already getting through it like as as cheesy as it sounds like there was so many things that i was seeing like on social media people like like oh you know made it through 2020 and i did this that or the other thing and just like like me just eye rolling like all right bro like chill out yeah. but it really is a you know kind of thinking about it like man that that really is a good thing to do like that 
we've never done this before. This yeah. is like a, this is like a new accomplishment. We got into like a checkpoint or something. Like kind of yeah. as a society, we did it. <laughs> yeah, where's our little patch of honor? Honestly, yeah, for I, know. Real. We, I feel like that would go so so far. Maybe we just start giving out gold stars. Like, <laughs> yeah. like for the podcast, like could we have a patch of honor? Like, congrats, you survived 2020. Oh, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, definitely a patch. Like, it definitely yeah, it needs to be a patch. Or it needs to be like yeah something like a button at least a button remember buttons yeah that's right like, <laughs> you're a kid and you got a button or when like i don't know if you guys had them but you probably did like maybe uh you probably did too like in uh was it like first grade or like kindergarten or something like that when you did something great and you got to go and put the gold sticker oh, like, on the chart yeah and it was just a huge grid and you got to do that that was so that fucking was, yeah. awesome bro yeah, i love that i know <laughs> that'd be so sick we need, we need, we need to make something like that yeah, yeah just put it up in the box next week coming soon but back to it like we've talked about um kind of getting help we've talked about therapy we've talked about those kinds of things and how hard it is for people to talk about you know just just to to say that that there is something going on for people to say that there is something that we're dealing with um but saying it and then taking the step to actually seek out help it are like two completely different things so if you um could give you know advice to somebody who wants to seek um help with you know like thing like emotional or like their mental state or anything like that what advice would you um do you have for for somebody like that I feel like I have a lot. Um, what would be, what's the, like, what's the first step? Like, like, I guess, like, maybe even, like, what do you, like, I wouldn't even know what to do. Like, do you, like, call somebody? Do you, like, is it, do you, can you, like, uh, like, is it as easy as, like, looking up a restaurant? When I look up a restaurant, I'm, like, looking, how many stars do they got? Is there something like that, you know? Yeah, actually, there is. I was going to say, I think the first thing that I do for people is like, I recommend going on to a website called Psychology Today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there are also more, though, I can't remember like, like the names of the, the the sites. I know they also have like more like inclusive and like anti-racist like therapists out there that are more kind of like thoroughly like fine tooth or combed with a fine tooth or whatever whatever the saying is what is it gone you know over with a fine yeah comb? fine yeah 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 whatever comb your teeth <laughs> there you go <laughs> they comb got teeth. them <laughs> yeah they comb teeth <laughs> yeah. got it got it nailed it <laughs> got it um but like but literally just like more like filtered through like kind of like given like extra care like making sure they need like certain um criteria and standards mm-hmm. but uh the general one is like psychologytoday.com and you can search by insurance you can search by the um gender of mm-hmm. the therapist you want um the sexual orientation experience with certain populations oh um, also like problems like you may be experiencing like specifically you can sort by um diagnoses or what have you like if um you think you have depression or like whatever or if you feel that you know it's more representative of like stress and like relational difficulties like et cetera et cetera and you can even sort it out by um insurance because obviously like 
mental health care is super expensive if you go out of pocket, right? So um, insurance uh, and then gives you like uh, not necessarily reviews, but um, oh, and you can search by zip code too. Um, Mm -hmm. And if they're offering telehealth, which is nice because then all you need is to make sure they're in your same state. So not necessarily nice. Not necessarily your city, like each, each, um, each state operates on its own kind of individual license, licensing criteria. Mm -hmm. And so you could see someone technically, like, since y'all are in the Valley, I mean, you could see someone in like either side of the state in Spokane or, or Seattle and Mm -hmm. still be very much okay in terms of like license and stuff, but you couldn't necessarily see someone in like Oregon, Idaho, or California. I, I would start there with psychology today. Um, I call people up, email them, what have you. Um, though I would say like, especially now, like a lot of people are filling up. Like, I think I filled up my caseload. I've got like 35 time slots during the week and they are all full and they've been full for some months and I just started working. Mm. Um, so that's something to kind of keep in mind, Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah. And then I think once you get in contact with someone where you look at their profile, kind of like what their mission statement is, they'll be like, have you ever experienced stress or depression anytime in your life? And you're like, okay, that's like, oh, for me, that's super cheesy. I'm like, no. <laughs> right. But like, <laughs> but like, of course it's, it's going to be different for everybody. So if you find somebody and you're like, okay, like I, I might want to see like what this person is more like, right. I call them up, I contact them and be like, Hey, this is what I'm working with. Like, this is kind of what I'm wanting to work on. Um, this is my insurance. Um, I'm wondering if you have any availability and then the ideally, right. They'll respond and they'll say, yes, can we agree on this time, this day, whatever? Yes. Okay. And then like, once you get yourself in the the room in person or virtually, right. Um, you know, usually the process starts out with like taking a general intake, like, okay, like, have you ever seen a therapist before? Is this your first time? Like, what's been going on for about how long has it gone on? Um, what else, like, are you having difficulties with, um, you know, and, uh, what are you hoping to work on? That can Mm -hmm. kind of be a general framework though. It's also, of course, your chance to ask your therapist questions too. Like as they're interviewing you, I mean, at least this is, this is absolutely kind of like going back to the disclaimer. I mean, I absolutely think it's necessary for the individuals to interview their own therapists, like make sure they're actually a good fit for you. Right. right? Because I mean, kind of going back to like the discomfort with seeking out help in the first place. I mean, you're getting really vulnerable with someone you're just meeting. Mm -hmm. Right. And although like the, like you won't be able to figure out every single detail like about this person personally. I mean, you are valid in asking, you know, how does uh, therapy usually go? What's usually the structure, right? Like what are you qualified to actually help with? Are you, I mean, if especially if you're a person of color or in the queer community or any other like marginalized, historically oppressed community, mm-hmm. you have every single right. And I actually encourage people to ask like, hey, have you worked with people in this community before? What is your stance on like people in this community, which is wild to ask in the first place, but right? Like right. racism and homophobia, all those things exist. <clears throat> and therefore, I mean, they're necessary to tease out because there are racist, there are homophobic, queerphobic, transphobic um, 
therapists out there. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, I mean, it's absolutely necessary, right. have, you can even ask, like, have you done the work to kind of work on these things? Like if they are a, a white therapist or a straight therapist and you're looking for a therapist of color with a queer identity or whatever, mm-hmm. right. I mean, you have every single right to ask your therapist, like whatever questions that you have on your mind, uh, you can even ask them like, Hey, are you a fan of like X, Y, Z, like sports team, like something like just right. like, a, yeah. just it's like, like a, a, it's like a comfortability. To, or, yeah. It's yeah. trying to, it's, it's almost like trying to like you're, choose like who you're dating almost in a way like it's gonna be like you get interviewed back and forth you're not just gonna say oh okay this person's willing to date me boom all right well yeah. maybe you are you know? <laughs> but like but at the same time you're gonna ask back and see if the fit is kind of right do they yes. think along the same lines as me and i guess i never thought of that part of it that yeah that is important to make sure that that the person that you're going to be um trusting they're with confiding all, in everything that you're gonna you know. be confiding in um, it does have some of the same viewpoints as you enjoy some of the same things. And um, that would probably like go a long way into finding the right person. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And even not even do they have to necessarily like be not necessarily like enjoy the same things. It's just necessary because I mean, we're human beings, right? Mm-hmm. Like I know it is incredibly difficult um, to work with individuals of certain communities, right? Like I will understandably never work with somebody who is a white supremacist for obvious reasons. Right. <laughs> like I, I would not provide the most effective treatment because I just think that's just wrong in every single sense of what I can't even like, right? <laughs> like it's, it's pretty obvious, mm-hmm. right? And therefore, I mean, there are people on this planet in the psychology world, like as clinical psychologists, therapists, counselors, what have you, who see that way. And I mean, they're racist, right? They Mm -hmm. are queerphobic, however you'd like to put it, like people with those prejudices and um, judgments and those discriminatory, harmful traits and views. Mm -hmm. And therefore, that's, of course, going to impact how they treat you in the sessions and the number one priority, right? Aside from like safety and privacy, right? Is also the therapeutic relationship that you have with your therapist. Cause again, right. It's all about building trust, excuse me, and building that level of trust to the extent where you feel comfortable opening up. Right. Cause uh, if you can't trust this person, you're not comfortable. You're never going to tell them the truth. Yeah, exactly. Right. And it, it, the priority is you. Mm-hmm. right the priority is absolutely you and getting the support that you need so it's absolutely like I said I encourage it um for individuals to interview the therapist right because I mean they have the freedom to obviously yeah. you don't have to of course you don't have to mm-hmm. so it's it is like something to think about absolutely when you're finding your therapist especially when it's like you ask a question and they may like get defensive or something oh what do you mean you can't ask me that right that's that's gonna tell you about, a little bit about them yeah yeah it's gonna tell you a little bit about them yeah so mm-hmm. it's, right yeah definitely yeah we ask questions about it like like we we're saying like we we're talking about the dating thing we ask questions when we're like going to buy a car like we mm-hmm. don't just say oh yeah yep that one that's i'll take one, it yeah. we ask we poke we prod we like you know so so definitely and and i would have never thought of that as um you know something to do i always thought of it as oh yep there's one here okay i'm gonna go and then like this is it and you know and whether you're comfortable or not you got to deal with it but um but yeah i guess that that is something i would have never thought about 
for yeah. sure. Do they do like uh, online? I'm sure everything's online now, right? As far as like face to face, like that's the only way that I guess patients are able to come in. I, I don't know if it's called patients or not. It's just like, so I were to call, so I can't go into a um, therapist right now or psychologists at all like face-to-face -face because well because of what's going on like the pandemic oh. so is everything going on like online is that what's going on or well it actually depends some people like my own therapist like she's not seeing um people in person but i am seeing people in person and so is other okay. people at the at the practice that i work at mm -hmm. um so it kind of just depends and also i think that's worth exploring too like if you would be more comfortable like meeting in person or or not you know so long yeah. as they're right adequate safety measures are maintained mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But i know i do have individuals and honestly i would prefer to see see my therapist in person yeah. but um i know some individuals like feel similarly to that excuse me um with that sentiment and uh yeah so it's it's worth um exploring too some people okay. do, some people don't. Okay, I mean, I guess it's just as far as uh, maybe whatever the person feels comfortable with then like, and it's still kind of the same, uh, besides being person to person, you're just over the phone, it's kind of the same. It's basically the same, you're just FaceTiming somebody at that point, Yeah, it's right? like, yeah. you can, I, I didn't know it was as like crazy, but you can like literally have it your way now. Like it yeah. seems like mm -hmm. whatever you're looking for, you can, you can find it. And that's awesome that like with, I think that's a great thing that's come out of all of this, the like virtual, like the Zoom meetings, you know, this, like we can keep in contact, we can have an interview like this, we can talk, you know, when we wouldn't be able to do anything other than over the phone. But, you know, now like you can see somebody's face, you can like, you know, read body language, you can do all of that stuff. And, um, and yeah, that's awesome. You can, it opens up the whole state to you basically, mm -hmm. because, you know, coming from a small community, I think that's part of it too, part of the the struggle with like finding somebody, finding the right person, because not necessarily like you, you get what's there, but there's not the there's not as big of a community as like in a bigger city or in um, you know a larger community. So to where you have that variety, you know what I mean? Just like like anything else, you go to a bigger city, you, there's more places to shop, there's more places to eat, there's more therapists to choose from. Like here, there's really not like it's kind of slim pickings, you know, so to speak. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, totally. But that's awesome that that it it opens up all the possibilities for mm -hmm. for you know to find uh, and definitely gives you the the choice and the the option and the like privilege, I guess, to find the right person um, for you. That's awesome. That's mm -hmm. it. <clears throat> um, let's see. Let's get to another question. How about uh, so how about this one? Um, I know this is like a big, probably like disclaimer thing that we got to talk about and make sure that like we say, like none of these things are like proven to work. None of these things are going to be like the fix all, like, end all fine. I'm going to have this, but these are something that, you know, maybe could help you out. Like if you are in like a situation. So are there any, this is my question. Are there any calming or like, uh, deescalating strategies for, when somebody's like feeling like kind of, you know, like things are just like, you know, the world's caving in or like something, something that, that might be able to, or even just like, I don't know, at a work day and I'm super stressed out and I'm just ready to like kind of blow up or, 
just so frustrated with what's going on and I just can't get myself out of this mood because I find myself in that situation sometimes I, I I know I'm upset I know I'm angry and I know I'm just in a mood but I can't break out of it like is there anything that you know of that you know might just kind of like help like move in the right situation might not be like a fix-all like you know fix it for sure but you know something that could like maybe take the edge off or just kind of I don't know get your mindset moving towards a positive direction yeah um I guess it, it depends obviously like it it absolutely depends on like how you're feeling if you're if you're angry about to blow up um you know probably maybe taking a, a walk maybe uh something that I honestly do all the time is like go on a drive and just rage to rage against the machine for like 20 <laughs> minutes. like legit like it's legit um, oh no that does work dude yeah screaming Sarah Borelli's at the top of your lungs yeah <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Like, yeah there's legit. two sides of this <laughs> playlist honestly yeah, I know dude. that's so <laughs> sick <laughs> no but but really like doing something like that that obviously because like I I'm assuming right the goal is to like cause the least harm not make things worse right, right yeah definitely so, but just like a way to get out that energy honestly like yeah like going for a run going for a walk like just like I don't know um, breathing techniques stuff like that it potentially some breathing techniques yeah because it, it it's really um it really is so dependent on on what you need in that moment right because like mm -hmm. anger is one thing where it's like you know it's like rage it's irritation it's frustration what have you right and you are um you're needing to get that energy out like expel it exhibit it express it somehow right and mm -hmm. right ideally not hurt somebody like including yourself or somebody else or property Definitely. like whatever right i mean like maybe you do need it like yeah property. Mm -hmm. i don't know <laughs> <laughs> there are yeah, rage rooms so it's pretty tight yeah <laughs> I have to edit that out <laughs> <laughs> oh, i got you got you we got you um, but and then well and like one of the big things for me is i don't I feel so much worse when like I'm feeling kind of away and then I can't like, you know, there's nothing that I'm like, do I can't get out of it, but I feel so like, it's one thing when it's just me in that mood, but when I like take that energy and like pass it on to somebody, mm. oh my gosh, I feel so much more worse. So I guess like yeah. just kind of, it, that's my thinking or that's what I'm trying like not to do is trying not to like take what I'm going through and now I'm angry and then like move that energy towards somebody else and now ruin their day. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I totally feel it. God, I swear, like we are all related. Like that's literally <laughs> 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 like legit, like legit, which is why I, I try to, I try to get away, like kind of get away, like do something that's going to expend that energy to the point where I can get it out in a safe way. Right. And for me, what works is literally like screaming on the way home, like to some music or, mm -hmm. um, or going on a run and just like literally sprinting around the block or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, like just some way to get it out because it can, I mean, it's really, really uncomfortable. Right. And then oh, whereas, like if you were experiencing anxiety, like a panic attack or an anxiety attack, 
right? It's almost feeling like your, your body is kind of taking you for not even your body, like your own brain is like taking you for a ride, right? Like your body feels like it's been hijacked to an extent, right? There's no Mm -hmm. control over it where it's like, it's almost necessary to reconnect with your body. Right. And remind yourself. Cause one of the things about like panic attacks, um, is that like, if you've ever experienced one, like I, I experienced like a lot, like over the course of my life, but like one of the things is like that impending like doom type feeling like mm-hmm. dread like you literally feel like you're about to die it's like terrifying and it's almost like a reassurance of like okay we're having a panic attack we're not going to die because obviously like that's going to send you spiraling right? right and so you could be doing um a breathing technique like paced breathing it reconnects you with your body um what's paced breathing paced breathing is like um, it's like, oh, you breathe in and you pace your breathing. There's no pause in between. And then you breathe out. But the key is that you breathe out slower than what you breathe in. So for example, if you got, you breathe in one, two, three counts, you breathe out five counts, right? Or sorry, you could I was, do. I was doing it. Sorry. That's what I was doing right now. Too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like okay so so like so breathe in for like short or breathe out for longer than you're breathing in yeah exactly and no space in between because what it's doing is reconnecting and kind of um like resetting the the chemistry in your body because one of the things that's going on with the panic attack is that you are on a survival mode to some extent like something's been been triggered essentially like a like a like a, almost like an animal instinct like a like zebra a fight, like on fight. the yeah exactly there's a lion here and i'm like it's gonna kill me i gotta get out of here yeah and you're 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 preparing to like get out of dodge or whatever the right, thing, right 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 and so the pace breathing so you can either do three in and five out or you can do five in and seven out and you're just one two three one two three four five mm-hmm. one two three one, two, three, four, five, and just doing that repetitively until you kind of return to baseline wherever you were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that can be that can be helpful with with that. Lots of different breathing techniques out there, but that one's paced breathing, which is a a specific technique from dialectical behavioral therapy. So if you search paced breathing DBT, you'll find mm-hmm. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. See, I've experienced that a few times the last couple months i had a really bad one i think on the 23rd uh it was like a night after drinking after yeah so i had it really bad but uh yeah i kept trying to find out what to do and it was like it was probably one of the worst ones i've ever had and like how you said you feel like dying and that's how it was like i thought i was going to die and every time i do have that anxiety attack or just anxiety in general that's what i just think about like once i feel like I don't know. I, I think mine for right now is like, I feel like something going on within my chest and automatically I'm thinking heart, heart attack. Like something's going to happen right now. Like I need to find something. And I, what kind of worries me is that what also goes through my head actually is that there's just so much data, just so much, like, I feel like in an, I'm in an open space or I like, I feel like I'm in the ocean and it's just like, there's too much. I can't, I can't really, I can't really handle it. I need to be in an enclosed place. So I figured I feel like that helps me out just to be I just uh in my at my house I have to like walk in closet I'll shut the door 
and I'll just be in there in the dark and just, I know I'm enclosed and I know there's stuff around me. Otherwise I need to like take a hold of somebody and just like nothing feels real. And so I need to hold somebody to know that something is, I, there's something holding me down and there's something there. Like I, I, that's what I've thought. That's kind of what helped me, but like, they're terrible. Those things are just terrible. Like there, it's a crazy feeling, you know? Yeah. Like something I used to do when I first started getting them like a few, like, I don't know, like four or five years ago, like they would happen spon uh, spontaneously. Right. And so mm -hmm. I would literally like one second be fine. And then one second, I feel like I'm literally dying. Like it's, yeah. the heart rate, I feel like, uh, like my palms get super sweaty. Like mm -hmm. I get dizzy, I get lightheaded. Like it feels like I'm sent out of my body type of mm -hmm. like anxiety, right? Like it doesn't necessarily feel real. And I would remember just literally like getting up in the middle of conversation, like specifically like often with my family and like going to my bedroom and like wrapping myself as tight as possible. Yeah. And, like blankets, and, like just trying to like ride it out and like take a nap, go to sleep. Like it was mm -hmm. literally terrifying. Like, and so I mean, all, all sorts of different things are, are going to help you, whether you need some like grounding techniques to remind you where you are and that you are still in this like realm of reality, like using like your five senses can be really grounding, like mm. recognizing like with your sight, like, okay, what are some things that you can identify in the room? Right. What are like a few things? Like, I think it's like, I can't remember exactly like how many per, per uh, per skill, but it's like, what are five things that you can see in your room? What are like four things you can um, touch? What are three things you can smell? Two things that you can hear. One thing that you can you can taste, right? Could be gum, candy, whatever. Just kind of rerouting yourself in this realm of reality when you start having those. I mean, that's like dissociation to some level, right? Where you start feeling like yeah. nothing's real around you. And that happens for everybody, I will say. Like, it's a whole spectrum of experiences. Mm -hmm. um, and everyone experiences it at least one time in their life. A lot of different extents and severities, intensities, however you want to put it. But um, yeah, like grounding techniques, like to root yourself back in this realm of reality, like I would, right, with like the pressure, even like some yeah. people really appreciate those weighted blankets. Some people just need to go in a dark corner closet like shut everything yeah. up for a bit right and kind of just like ride it out breathing excuse me can help um yeah yeah getting i like that your, i like that senses one that's yeah, a good one getting like your senses one. back like yeah. that after you say that it makes total sense because mm. you are you, you know feeling like there's nothing that's real but if things that i can see identify those yeah things that you can hear yeah it, that naturally is going to bring you back to like mm. i'm here i'm in this moment and kind of naturally tr like work help you work your way back maybe not work like every single time but at least like help you like conceptualize the fact that like we're working back towards you know rather than just like i, I can't control it i can't control this so but let's at least try to like move towards mm -hmm. you know getting back to it yeah yeah and like like anxiety is like a fear-based response and so it's it can even be helpful depending on who you are like i'm not obviously like going back to that idea like not all these are going to be a fix all or something it's just like an extra skill to try really but like sometimes like things are so scary like literally i will just tell myself like everything's gonna be okay and like we're okay because especially when the panic attacks start and like not feeling like anything is real anymore and it feels like you're <laughs> yeah. about to die like i'm just like nope we're okay like this will pass like we're okay 
like that even in, in itself can be really reassuring. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's get to uh, my last question. Um, so uh, now people are kind of like home, we're watching things, we're listening to things. One of the things that we like talk about on the podcast is like what we're streaming. That's like one of the the you know segments that we have like we talk about what we're doing so how big of an effect does what we watch or listen to uh have on our mental health and second part of the question why should our mom stop watching murder porn (laughs) 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 who's moms (laughs) my aunties are wild dude oh my gosh it's every day like every day i get home and i'm like mom what are you watching uh snapped like like, oh my gosh mom what are you watching uh like my like uh and rachel what do you listen to Uh, my favorite murder yeah i'm like yo (laughs) yeah i was like all right oh my gosh i know i know but in all seriousness like how big of an effect does like like what we input does like does doing that does like watching like uh, it probably is like on a person-to-person basis because you know like you can show a scary movie to like five different people and three people are gonna laugh two people are gonna like somebody's gonna close their eyes and somebody's gonna throw up you know what i mean (laughs) yeah yeah. but (laughs) how big an effect is like what we intake like have on like our mental health Mm. what do you think i i like to think that it has a a pretty significant impact Mm -hmm. um you know, it, I think what we, we consume through really all of our senses, right. It, it can have a, a quite an impact on, on how we see ourselves, how we see others, how we see and perceive the world at large. Right. Um, and it can, yeah, it can, it can really impact. I mean, one of the things that I was actually just thinking about was I mean if you think about all of the the violence right that Mm -hmm. and and loss of like black brown indigenous like individuals and communities in their lives right on on media like literally every single day Mm -hmm. and that's going to be a collective trauma for each community I mean it is no matter what it's it's hitting you pretty deep right and like Mm -hmm. actually like if you really want to get technical um the criteria for PTSD one of the first criteria is that you have either experienced something life-threatening directly you have seen something life-threatening happening happening to somebody else or you learned about something life-threatening happening to somebody else so you don't even have to necessarily experience it directly to be impacted by Mm -hmm. the trauma Right. right or those experiences so what we see what we listen to what we interact with it, it has a huge impact right of course like you were saying right it's to varying uh extents intensities mm-hmm. impacts right and what have you though in general i mean it's it's a it's a big impact it's actually um for me i actually do not uh stay up to date on like the news Mm -hmm. I don't watch the news anymore like my social media interaction is very minimal um for what you would see like on my story it's literally like refresh oh I like this I'll post it and then I'll log off 
Mm-hmm. Like it's it's really overwhelming for me. Yeah. Um, and so I've kind of taken it as a form of my own self-care to just not engage with that. And I watch nothing but comedies and TV <laughs> shows, like listen to music, like happier kind of, um, I don't know, happier music and stuff. Cause yeah, I get on a better that. vibe than you know, what we're seeing. Like it's a yeah. lot, especially it's- today, man, today, like social media is just like a dumpster fire with everything that's oh, going yeah. on. Like don't want to yeah. get too deep into it, but like it was just like everything that I saw, everything that I was seeing was just like, man, like this is nuts. This is crazy. And I'm feeling crazy. Like, you know, that's like just kind of like adding to my like stuff to where I was like, I'm turning it off. Like I'm going to turn it off and I'm going to like watch the game. I'm going to turn it off and I'm going to watch this. I'm going to watch that and, mm-hmm. you know, watch the office, the office reruns for a couple, a couple of hours. Yeah. And- oh my God. Yeah. That's literally, <laughs> I was literally telling one of my friends, I was like, the office is literally my security blanket. Like that's the thing that I have on like at all times. Yeah. Because it's just it's just like it's safe. It's funny. I know what's gonna happen. I don't have to tune in for long periods of time, right? Like it just can be on, and I'm just like, huh? I'm like, yeah. Oh, Dwight. Oh man. Like today, right when I when I got up, I was. Uh, I was in the kitchen kind of fixing stuff, putting stuff away so I can head uh, how, head down here to Sunnyside. And uh, right away, my roommate came down and he's like, you hear what's going on? I was like, I saw on the news like what was going on immediately, t- turned it on. And it's so like, I guess it's just fascinating. It's just like, because you're watching all this shit unfold and it's just how crazy everything is going down and you can't help but look at it. And so that was playing the entire time, like probably for like an hour or two until my sister got there. And my sister wanted to keep listening to it. So I put it on in the car and I'm driving, listening to it. And I was getting anxiety, like really bad because I mean, I'm crossing over the pass. There's like snow and stuff on the side. And I already told this guy, my worst fear crossing the pass is an avalanche. And so like, I kept thinking of an avalanche and I kept seeing this avalanche of shit people have to, yeah, this thing. So it was like just everything hitting me all at once. And I think when I got into Ellensburg, I pulled over. I just told my sister, like, I need to get a water. I didn't tell her what was going on, but I had to like walk around and literally just like, I walked up and down the aisles of the the um, convenience store that was there because I needed to calm down. Yeah. And then I finally got in the car. And of course it's still on, but I'm still like listening to it, but at least I'm a little more calm. Yeah. But like, that was something that is just, it's just, that's, that's something I don't need to look at. Like how you were saying, like, yeah. that's just the news articles and anything that's just coming up on your news feed and Facebook yeah. and yeah. all that. Yeah. So I got, I got to ask, kind of stopped doing that too yeah so. the sunny side back to seattle is just all bob marley <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah could get us some positive vibes <laughs> don't worry no yeah. be happy yeah i'll repeat for two and a half three hours yeah, for three yeah. hours your three hours set it in as a yeah. mantra yeah. but it's like so real yeah, right? yeah. it's crazy it's it's, yeah. it's so real dang god yeah and like that past man like mm-mm it's terrible now like no way <laughs> yeah i didn't want to cross it but i had i bought some golf clubs so i had to like come pick them up and i wanted them so bad it makes like, me it makes me feel better now like that was my security blanket like yeah. I, need to, I, need I need to go get, get these i need to touch these you need linus with the blanket bro. <laughs> yeah. dragging around your golf clubs. <laughs> <laughs> bro, i literally that i used so that sweet. gift the other day the linus blanket when i told him i was like yeah oh my gosh that's so awesome that's so awesome that's all 
Well, I guess uh, like that's what we have for like the for like all of my questions when it comes to like, you know, um, the subject that we wanted to be on, which is like mental mm -hmm. health. You know, we wanted to we wanted to definitely now is the time like, you know, that everybody's got like bettering themselves on their mind. You know, we've been talking about bettering ourselves like financially, like definitely getting in like the emotional and like mental, like physical state and stuff like that, eating right, working out. Um, but we wanted to, um, you know, being so close with with um, uh, with you, like, you know, having you like right there, it was like so thankful for, uh, so thankful for being here. Like, thanks for, uh, thanks for your time, for sure. Oh my gosh, I was so honored. I was like, I get to be a part of the family podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, can I, can I add something that y'all can like split into or whatever? Yeah, rip it. Just like emphasizing like in general that like, I think historically um, people have been told that like, you know, psychologists are the experts, the doctors are the experts when, I mean, to an extent, right, that, that dynamic, that power dynamic is, is very true, right? I mean, like psychologists and doctors are the ones with the education right. they have the knowledge right the training, and at the same yeah. time like I want to reiterate that like you yourself you are the expert no one will ever know you any better than you do like you are 100% the expert on yourself you are going to know what is the best for you you know what you need you know what you want you know what you don't want, you know, what you don't need. And so just like remembering that through the process, like, especially when it comes to like, I mean, when it comes to all sorts of things, but like, especially about like finding a therapist and like relationships and all those types of things, like, you know, what's best for yourself. Like just, just reiterating that. Okay. Cool. That's a good message. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. And also, yeah, it's been, I'm again, I'm so happy to be here. Um, <laughs> it's such a privilege it's such oh honor. man it's uh, yeah thanks for thanks for coming it's so fun so that was our episode with k dot hopefully you enjoyed it hopefully you enjoyed the interview hopefully there's some stuff you can take away to hope you feel a little bit better about your week and again we just want to reiterate that uh if you are uh, feeling like you do need some help, make sure to seek out professional help. Make sure to seek out a certified professional to take care of you and to help you out with all your needs. Uh, now, be ready for Friday because uh, Friday is where we bring the funny. So uh, be ready. Peace.